You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So I'm here now with Melissa Gregory Rue, and we're here to talk about her new documentary film, Live Out Loud, which is playing at the Dances with Films Film Festival. Um, it's actually closing day, Sunday, June 19th at 1230. Um, so definitely want to check that out. We want to welcome you to the podcast. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I got the chance to watch the film. Um, oh. The uh, like. I guess three three nights ago I watched it and and immediately it grabbed my attention. So, uh, just an incredible, um, you know, piece of art and documentary filmmaking and um, people being very vulnerable about uh, the situations they're in, which was you know, it, it was it was amazing to see, you know, to make it to show the humanity behind some of these situations that can easily get brushed over in our society today. So uh, maybe you could just tell us about the film um, and then how, you know, it, it takes place in Portland, how it all kind of came about. Sure. Uh, so the film is about three people without a home in Portland, Oregon, who are empowered and they start to heal from childhood trauma by making films in a grant funded class. And so it's not your typical film about homeless people that's dark and sad and depressing. There's a big roller coaster ride through it. Um, they have lots of funny moments. They're, you know, we, we laugh together, we cry together. <laughs> and it, it spans a year. I followed these three folks from completely different backgrounds, from different parts of the country who had all ended up living on the streets in Portland. Um, and it, yeah, it was, it was a, just a, an incredibly um, challenging project, I will say. Yeah, that, um, that's one thing I, I was curious about because one thing I did love about it was that what you just said, it wasn't the typical film on, um, you know, the, the issues with homelessness in cities. Um, it, you know, it really struck the humanity of it. And I, I love that you just focused on three people and then their need to create art. That was such a huge part of, of their identity. And I think, um, you know, just something, you know, I'll be honest, I'd never really thought of considered that before. Um, and it was such a beautiful thing. And it, and it was so important to these, to these people. And you, you see how it was healing to them to, to be able to be involved and have access to this equipment, um, to be able to work with people who had a background uh, in the field. So um, just, you know, what a, what a wonderful project. And uh, so you said it took about a year to to shoot the thing. Um, what were some of the challenges? I know, like I always like to ask a documentary filmmaker, how do you know when a when a film is done? Um, because that, that seems like, at least with if I was making one, it would be I don't know if I'd ever get it done. It would be an ongoing thing. But when do you yeah. when do you know to kind of be like, okay, we're we got what we need. It's time to move on. Well, I, that's a great question. Uh, Kyler and I'll tell you I I had to have some people around me say you you're finished you need to finish <laughs> and 
And it was really difficult because anybody who's ever uh, been involved in social work of any kind knows or volunteer work, one of the first things you always learn is they ask you, how long are you going to be doing this? Because when you're working with marginalized populations, especially people who might have mental illness, and it's very hard for them to form new relationships. And so it was difficult to see that this one group of um, mentors, the artists and residents were finishing up and it, it was a year and it was like, it's over. But for the people in the program, they didn't want it to be over. They wanted to keep going. So there were some new artists and residents who came in from the Pacific Northwest College of Art and they kind of took over and started and their program wasn't, you know, it's never the same with, you've got different group dynamics and all that. So when that happened, I realized that's it. I, we just need to stop with that first year. But, um, but that is something that I'm, I'm excited to talk to uh, people in mental health work and nonprofit work about how do you make these programs sustainable for longer periods? Right, because it, it seems like it could, it could really do a lot of benefit, especially since you said um, challenging to create relationships. And I, I would imagine... Um, consistency can be, uh, you know, an issue at times. Um, so when you get them coming in and, you know, you can really see some healing happening, um, mm -hmm. it would be incredible to see, you know, that could be like a, a more of a long-term thing and just where that would take um, some of these people. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, very, very interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I, I should ask, like, why did this particular project kind of strike you? Um, what made you decide or how did you like kind of come upon uh, the program that they had going on um, at this place? Mm -hmm. So I lived in Portland. Uh, I moved out to Portland right after I finished undergraduate and I lived there for almost 30 years. And so I saw in the early 90s, you know, we had people living on the streets and I watched it progress and it was just getting worse and worse. And so I shot this film 10 years ago. And even then, the numbers were staggering. And today, it's it's twice, probably twice as bad as it was then. And so, so it's just, um, it was so hard to witness that progression. And, and so a lot of people come to Portland because of the, there, we have a lot of social services in comparison to some other cities. And so it, you know, people come to access those services. But I wanted to see, I just, I had gone through a period uh, to get more personal in my life that was really hard in my early 20s. And one of the things that kept me going was writing really bad poetry, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and probably song, really bad song lyrics too. And, um, but, you know, I journaled and I had friends who were visual artists and I would just do projects with them. And that just was so important to keeping my self-esteem, you know, up um, when you are a person standing in line for food stamps, you, your self-esteem or any kind of social services, it just starts to plummet. So I wanted to see, I thought, I wonder what this is going to do for these folks. Are they, is this going to help them um, recapture their self-worth because i mean food water shelter all incredibly important of course we need those th those basic things for people who are living on the streets 
But what if, if we don't repair their self-esteem, mm-hmm. how do they go on to the next chapter in their lives? And it's really a lot of trauma people are experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, so let's, um, it's exciting that the film festival is, is in person. Um, is coming back to um, being in person. Are you able to make it out for yes. the screening? Oh, good, good. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, any so okay. You probably haven't been. You know, I cover uh, Sundance and Slamdance every year, and it's been you know they've done online two years in a row now. So um, I'm actually coming out too. I'll be there the first part of the festival. Um, so I, I'm just kind of curious about what you're like what are kind of the expectations of the festival kind of coming back into this world where it was, it was pulled away from so many of us, um, at least the in-person component of it. Uh, what are you excited about? What are you nervous about? Um, what are your thoughts on going down there? Okay. I have so much to be excited about. Um, first of all, the, one of the main people in my film, Sumaya is now living in Venice beach in public housing. Oh, great. And there was just an article about her in their local paper uh-huh. like two weeks ago. Oh, great. Was one, yeah. And I mean, I just wasn't surprised at all. She, so I had been trying to find her for a year and a half and I was, and it was really tearing me up because I was thinking, oh my God, I hope she's still alive mm-hmm. because, you know, the pandemic's been horrible for all of us, but especially folks living on the streets. So it turns out she's in the, she's doing great. She's coming to the screening. She'll be at the Q and A with me. And so that's wonderful. I have friends there I'm I'm excited to reconnect with, but also just getting to meet other filmmakers. I mean, we tried to do that. I had another film that was in festivals over the last two years and I did some online festivals and some folks did a good job, but it's just not the same. Mm, You know, you can't make the lasting kind of relationships you do at an in-person festival. Yeah, no, that's incredible. That's yeah, I, I, I was curious that, you know, because it had been so much time since the uh, you, you've actually filmed it. So I was wondering, um, and, you know, I don't, I don't want to we don't want to give any spoilers for, for people who haven't seen the film yet. But I was curious about and that's so cool that she's down there and she's going to be able to um, attend the, the screen. She's going to be so excited. I know the people who were who are in the audience are going to be excited. That's that's incredible. Yeah, so now we have a film within a film within a film. <laughs> yeah, really. It's like <laughs> going to another level. <laughs> yeah, you should make you should make a film. That's <laughs> that's wild. Um, okay, I guess lastly, I, I would love to hear. You know, I always like to hear about the background of of artists and kind of how they came to to their to their um, their profession and their and their work and um, like where did you what, what kind of brought you into film early on uh what kind of projects what kind of artists inspired you uh things like that well i so i grew up in kentucky in bourbon county and i went to a a very small um country high school we had we we did one play a year and it was like the highlight of my year every year i just loved so i i tried to go into theater in college and i just was very self-conscious about acting but it was good because I got I, I learned a lot about acting. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I ended up becoming uh, fast forward. I ended up in Oregon and ended up becoming a writing and literature uh, professor. 
And so everything I, you know, all along the way, as I was stumbling through my 20s and 30s, and I was thinking, what am I doing? Where is this all leading? It all, it, it actually all made sense. When I got to my 40s and I looked back, I was like, okay, theater, writing, you know, teaching, you're learning about people, psychology. So everything just sort of fused together. I did, when I started teaching two years after I started uh, full-time at Portland Community College, I started film school at the Northwest Film Center because I just knew I was, I was feeling like teaching's great, but that's not what I really want to be doing. So um, yeah, so I just went for it and, and, um, and then I didn't give up. I'm very stubborn. My mom told me that recently. She's like, you've always been stubborn. I became a director. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. You, you, have, you have to have that like, you have to have a little bit of a, of an obsessive nature. So, mm -hmm. so did you want me to talk about influences too? Yeah. If you, you know, if you, if you'd like to, I'd love to hear kind of who you um, were drawn to early on. Well, okay. So I remember taking a German cinema class at Miami of Ohio. I had a fantastic professor and I just fell in love with German cinema. So that was kind of my first big, like them vendors and, mm -hmm you know, um, Werner Herzog and on and on and on. Like, and I was just captivated by their work. And so then, um, yeah, I, I think I was also really, really captivated by Gus Van Zandt's work. And so it's, I ended up taking an editing class uh, from, well, he was a, he was a co-teacher who came in and out like four or five times during our class. And we had to recut the entire um, film last days about oh, wow. yeah <laughs> i've seen that wow that's incredible <laughs> yeah that was not easy we got to do it in groups but it was really cool to um you know he's a quiet guy so he didn't say a lot but just to kind of watch his reactions to what we did he watched all of our um re-edits mm -hmm. believe it or not Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> and then he gave us feedback, which was hilarious. And we had we had like a party at his studio. So yeah, I mean, I've just been really lucky. I feel like I've had good fortune to be in the right place and time often in my life. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. I talked to like a I talked to a lot of people and just you know. And I'm a high school teacher right now myself. And so I, I talked to like, I have my, my seniors kind of in mind right now that are graduating on Wednesday. And so, you know, most of them don't know what they want to do and they feel like they're the only ones who don't know what to do. I'm like, no, that's like, you're, this is, that's typical. The people who have it all figured out, you know, you know, they, if they do great. And a lot of times they, you know, they're, they're going to change paths you know, a bunch of times and that's okay. So, but it, like all the things you do kind of lead up um, to what you were, you know, meant to do. And it all kind of, you, you, you utilize all the stuff that brought you to that point. So it's like, none of it's a waste. Um, so that, yeah, that's, a, that's an incredible um, trajectory. Um, well, great. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, just to, you know, about the about the film about the the festival the screening um let's just recap so it's uh sunday on juneteenth uh june 19th at 12 30 p.m and it's a tcl chinese theaters which I, every time i say that i can't believe that's real 
So (laughs) it's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's such a, I love that they have the festival there. It's such a, it's such a, you know, wonderful thing. So yes, I've actually never been inside. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. You're going to, you're going to love it. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, I'm very excited to meet other filmmakers. I've already started making some connections. So yeah, we would love to have people come out and watch the film and ask us questions and, and, and I want to just say to you, thank you for teaching. Mm, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, my heart goes out to all you teachers and students right now. I've been there. I know, mm. I know how it feels to feel vulnerable mm. in the classroom. And it's so, so you, you guys are heroes, really. I appreciate that. It's been a, it's been a rough, I've been teaching 15 years. This is my 15th year. And um, this has definitely been, I love my students, but this has been the most challenging. Last year was, wasn't as challenging as this year. I think just everything is kind of caught up and just a lot of the, the mental health and, and, and social things that are, you know, it's really become abundantly clear. A lot of the things of what has been lacking in, um, in education, but, you know, uh, but thank you. That means, that means a lot coming from you. Thank you. Well, I hope you all, you, you all need to be much more appreciated <laughs> no and, you know just hearing it from people um you know that that you know i'm just meeting you but i love the film so i have you know deep respect for your for your work so that that means a lot coming from you appreciate it you. well great yeah so we, we we gave the recap we got the details of the film um and this will be going up um the the week of june 1st so that'll, that'll give um, people plenty of time to to secure tickets hopefully um but yeah very exciting so happy to have you on the show melissa this was um great meeting you and i wish you the best with the film um and yeah live out loud great great documentary um project that people need to check out great thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure to meet you absolutely okay thanks bye (music) 